Hello and welcome back to Absurdity. My name is Ryan Becker and I am joined by my homeowner co-host, Henry Johnson. (laughs) Welcome to my home. That's right. So a couple episodes ago, Henry was at my house and now this time I am traveling and passing through because travel season for my job has just opened back up, which makes our topic today very, very uh, relevant. Which means I will be the one out of focus this week. Yes, exactly. That's one of us has to be out of focus now whenever we're we're together. The but no, um speaking of people that have lost focus and our topic. Thank today, you. I uh, I the one thing I was just going to say is I forgot my mic stand at home so I get to hold my wonderful microphone uh for everyone because I'm not the AV wizard like you and have multiples in my home, so. Well, you're Facts. becoming an AV wizard. You're like a white belt of of wizardry for for audiovisual yeah, you're, stuff. You're just saying that because my shirt says white, even though it's red and it's bothering you. Yeah, well, it's blue. The, well, the shirt is red, blue. but white yes. is blue. Yeah, are you red is red, yet? but white is blue. Yeah, so you can. Are you but blue is white, yet? so we've got that going. Um, All right. Yeah, I love this Tom and Jerry themed shirt, though. That's what's that right. I think is what's amazing. You can't That's see it on camera, yes. but it is oh, uh, Tom and Jerry are on it. So with that, we are talking vaccines today because why not and that was a smooth transition transition uh, you just shot it right in there thank you um again i just got to get those jabs uh get <laughs> those jabs as quickly as possible yes and <laughs> i think this has been a long time coming for both of us to talk about and i think honestly i sh- probably should have talked about this months ago and we didn't uh for i i think we wanted to see what how things would play out for a bit before we just dove into it. But now I think both of us are at a peak frustration level. Because who could have foreseen the absolute polarization on this topic? Absolutely no one. No one could have seen this coming, obviously. This is this completely blindsided us just how... Just like how fast they made the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Which So we're going to be talking COVID-19, we're going to be talking pandemic stuff, and we're going to be talking, obviously, uh, just our own experiences. And just for full disclosure, I was actually vaccinated in February with the Moderna vaccine and i was i have asthma so for me i was avoiding and still am avoiding major events as much as possible my travel has me working with some academies some senior classes at, at different high school uh, at different high schools in north south carolina and eastern tennessee but also i do traveling for speaking engagements for churches and events and i do my best to even while at said churches or at said schools, I do my best to distance, wear a mask, and I have completely stopped. As a result of what is my work, I've actually stopped doing any sort of group events as much as humanly possible in my own personal life. Because I figure I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be exposed to it, it's gonna be there. And the other thing is, I don't want to be taken out of being able to do my job because of a lapse in judgment in my personal life. Yeah. So it's this. It it really is this strange dichotomy that I find myself in because I want to talk about safety, but I also work for a university where recruiting is a really important part of what we do. And so trying to do all of that as safely as possible, but also it meant that when I was able to get the vaccine in February because a assisted living facility that a friend of mine works at had extra doses that day, she called me up and was like, you come now if you want one. And so I was able, I was, I was really grateful and lucky for the opportunity, and I, and I jumped at it. And I don't regret that decision at all. The only thing I regret was getting both jabs in the same arm, <laughs> uh, because my right arm was very sore. This, like, it was kind of sore the first time, but it was very sore the second time. 
to the point that I thought the nerve issues I'd been dealing with for the last year like had suddenly gotten worse. And then I remembered, oh, right. I got a shot yesterday and, you know. Yeah. Was that, was that the extent of your symptoms or? Um, the first time, yeah. So the first shot, I just had a kind of a sore arm. The second shot, I was knocked out for, I don't know, eight hours or so. I probably ran a, a I don't even think I really ran a fever. I know my head hurt. I just had a massive headache. Um, but I don't think it was a fever and I actually ran and I didn't, I, I remember using a, or taking my own temp and at home and not having a fever. I just stayed home from work for the morning and then I was back in the afternoon. It really wasn't a, yeah, I didn't really have any major side effects from anything. Got it. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did take it. Um, and I'm not going to make you, I didn't tell you that I was planning to disclose that oh, I was no, vaccinated, no. I mean, we so can, I'm not, I'm not going to make you say yes or no. We're very transparent here on absurdity because, I mean, you guys are giving of your time to talk to us and or talk to us, listen to us. So we might as well do that. So in full disclosure, I was also vaccinated. I was vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. So it's interesting. We'll have a perspective of both of the major ones. Uh, Johnson and Johnson came out much later than yeah. we did because it was the um, end of March, beginning of April, I guess, technically the beginning of April is when I was finished because it's a two-shot regimen, but I started in March. And so I am also fully vaccinated. And as far as any side effects, first shot, I felt it a little bit in the arm. It was a little bit sore. Next day, didn't feel anything. The second shot, I don't know if it was the shot that caused my extreme exhaustion or the fact that of all things, it was bad timing on my part. I was just so excited to be able to get oh, it. That's right. You remember this? I, I was so excited to get it that I took the first opportunity and it so happened that the second shot, which they all warned you in all the side effect pages they'd hand you like second shot probably is where you're going to have the most. Right. Was Easter weekend. Now I'm a minister. In a denomination in a that denomination, does church on Saturday. Well, well, right. Among other things. And so, but Easter weekend's kind of a big deal for most of Christendom, right? So I had the second shot on a Friday. And the nurse that was giving to me found out I saw I was clergy or whatever on the form I had to hand her or something else like that. And she goes, Oh, Easter weekend. Like even she was like, Well, that's interesting. Good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she but then she made this comment that was rather funny. She was like, Well, at least you have tomorrow, which was Saturday sleep it off and then maybe you'll be good Sunday morning. And then I had to awkwardly explain to her. I was like, actually, no, I don't have tomorrow. She goes, well, why not? Well, we actually do services on Saturday morning. And then she kind of looked at me like, well, you're screwed. And it was more than that because I had booked myself quite a bit. We had a lot going on that week. And so I actually had to go speak at a private academy. So it's like a private high school. Mm -hmm. That evening, so I took the second shot like three in the afternoon, and then at six thirty that night, I was preaching to a bunch of high schoolers, and it was an hour some drive away from where I lived. So I drove up there, preached, and went through the service, talked to them for like an hour, and then drove the hour back. Then had to get up the next day and do Easter service. Amazing, and then you know, and so when I got back that Friday night, I was exhausted. Oh, yeah. And then the next day when I was telling my service, I was exhausted. So the point is, I can't really tell if that was a side effect of Pfizer made me really sleepy or my dumb schedule made me really sleepy yeah. or my dumb schedule plus the Pfizer just made me like comatose victim. But that's you know, right. I, that's yeah, how I, I went through it. I I mean, it was really probably a mix effects. of all of them, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I'm, I can't believe I forgot that it was Easter weekend because I remember us postponing or like not recording that 
But that we didn't Friday. record because our normal recording time is when I got the second shot Correct. scheduled. Because they schedule you out because it was the three weeks between yep. shot. And so when I finally got, I was like, well, they just scheduled me on a Friday, right? Because we normally record these, you know, end of the week or so. And it was Friday that time. And I was like, eh, hey, this didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we had postponed that one. I, but no, so both of us are vaccinated. So I will say that both of us are uh, pro vaccine at this point. Uh, I don't. And I think for me, and I say this is someone, by the way, who had COVID like nine months before I got vaccinated. So yes. I had had it in the first unofficial. Well, it was before they even shut everything down. I got it like in February. They shut the country down in March. Yeah. So and I had this as a year before. I'm pretty I sure vaccinated. I did have it in December and was either asymptomatic or barely had anything happen. Um, my girlfriend had tested positive and had symptoms. And because she had housemates, we ended up having her spend the entire time that she was required to be quarantined actually at my house. So we kept a separate room for her and like, but my house doesn't have the best ventilation. The reason we did it at my house was because she was with me when it happened or when she found out she was positive. She hadn't been around her housemates in a bit. She hadn't seen them or encountered them. And so she was, so I was like, look, I don't want to ruin your housemates lives if you go home. So me and my housemate were already exposed through it. So she just stayed with us for a couple of weeks. And that was, I, I remember feeling, and there's actually a video on my YouTube channel of me saying, I'm pretty sure I'm getting COVID. I, I was starting to feel a little bit of something, but then it just never materialized into anything more, um, which I'm grateful for. If I was, if I did get it then, I'm really grateful that it didn't turn into anything else or anything more. And if I didn't, cool. Then I just got the vaccine in March and life went on for me. So yeah, there's, and, or in February, sorry, of this year. So yeah, and in February of 2020 of the last year, right before the shutdowns, I was out west, which is another reason that my physician now believes I definitely had it because apparently now they believe it was out west first, kind of gotcha, moving through the Rockies and heading this way, California, the Rockies. I was out speaking for an event, and I got what I thought at first was a bad flu. Until I started running a triple digit fever for five days and then was struggling to breathe, which I thought was, and not struggling to breathe, like feeling like I was gasping for air, like I can't breathe like that or else I would have been really alarmed. But I thought, why can I just not seem to catch my breath? And it didn't help that I was at a high elevation in the Rocky Mm -hmm. Mountains where this retreat center was that we were speaking at, that they were having this event. And so I just thought, well, it's because I'm at high altitude and I'm not feeling well. So maybe that's why I just, whatever. Well, of course, I'd been to this retreat center a couple of years in a row and never had problems breathing before. So uh, after five days of triple digit fever and just sleeping all the time and not really being able to breathe, then I came back and they're like, hmm, have you heard of coronavirus 19? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And the doctor's like, I believe you've had it. Those news, ar- those news articles haven't started coming out yet. No, Doc. no, I haven't heard of that yet. In, yeah. in, in March, and he's like, I believe you've got it, or you had it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And you know, and I just go home because no one's doing mask we, mandates. No one's doing. Where anything. did we end up in the, U- I, I, in the UK? In the UK, I don't know why. <laughs> it's NHS. <laughs> That's right. I no, I, I remember that as well because I remember you telling me that you were. That you were preaching through. Why is it that every time you're going somewhere to preach is when, when everything? Yes, 
I was probably, um, as a side note, I was probably patient zero for the state I was in. Yeah, no. <laughs> I felt that way. And I traveled. I through, mean, there's no way you would have. I traveled through yeah. three major airports going back. No, so, there's no know, way you would have really known at that time anyway. I, I think we were still talking about it being a rumors and, you mm-hmm. know, maybe being a thing, but not, it hadn't ramped up at that point. Everyone said it was still in Asia. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I think we knew it was coming to the US, but I don't. I think everyone was still not taking it seriously at that point as far as just like, oh, Wait, just another thing in the news. Yeah, I know. Uh, sorry. Well, right. many myself, people yeah. are now, but <laughs> so- the the reason both of us want to talk about this is, I mean, back in December, I had a, uh, right on New Year's Eve, I had a loved one who went through a medical emergency, ended up in the hospital, didn't pass away, but is someone who I wasn't able to go and and support in the hospital specifically because of covid restrictions and i have a friend in high school who uh or a friend from high school who was an or is a nurse on the front lines and was vaccinated but had a breakthrough case and ended up with double pneumonia in the hospital mm. and on and off oxygen and just an absolute nightmarish situation that i'm pretty sure she's not out of the woods yet and that's been ongoing for the last probably 3 weeks or so and seeing hospitals flooded with COVID patients, seeing people get turned away from hospital beds, even I, I think the one that really got me was a county judge in Dallas, uh, Clay Jenkins is his name, and he said there, this was a CNN article from like August 13, and he said there, there are zero ICU beds left for children. That means if your child's in a car wreck, if your child has a congenital heart defect or something and needs an ICU bed, or more likely, if they have COVID and need an ICU bed, we don't have one. Your child will wait for another child to die. Yeah. And we have a mutual friend that's a pastor in Florida who there was a um, was was talking with another hospital chaplain who told him that that hospital is having to now make decisions on who to save and who not to because they don't have enough staff to. Uh, actually run all of the machines yeah, that are required because they, they lost after the first two waves because at yep. the time we're recording there's the delta variant wave that's kind yes of I, it's back just through. this whole thing is an absolute nightmare and what frustrates me the most is the number of people that refused to be even remotely inconvenienced for the sake of those around them throughout the entirety of the pandemic but now even more so and i think the most frustrating thing is seeing people who won't trust the medical system to protect them from a virus but then turn around and trust that same medical system to save them from it. Yeah. And it absolutely baffles me. But it's the like, if you want confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance, those two things are on full display right now among the crowd that is very, very strongly anti-vax. Now, that being said, I do understand vaccine hesitancy. Mm-hmm. I fully understand vaccine hesitancy, and that's different. That's not conspiracy-driven in my mind. That is, this is, I, I fully understand someone who says, this feels like it was rushed out. This feels like it was, uh, feels like it, you know, just in a few months, this, this vaccine was developed and, and, and rushed and we didn't do full trials or I, I, I understand some of those. I understand that hesitancy there. I have problems when you start going the conspiracy route. I was talking to someone recently who, who was like, you know, they invented COVID just to, force us to take the vaccines and i just don't i actually I just, bill that's gates, a non-starter bill to me. gates uh, created it to control us 
that's course, why right I'm, after him yeah. and his wife took the vaccine, they divorced. So yeah, didn't well, and that's what I'm mad. Wife. So that's the other reason I'm mad. I didn't get it in both arms because I really wanted Bill Gates to be able to listen and follow my life in stereo, but now he has to do it in mono. And I just, all I can all I can say to that is, if there is something to be against the vaccine, the idea that the government's using it to track you, um, hello, they yes. use your phone already. You yeah. post every five minutes to tell me what you're eating or what coffee you just got. Now that pumpkin spice latte is back at Dunkin', right? Don't you and, mean Starbucks? And Starbucks, either one, yeah. either <laughs> one that wants to sponsor us, we'll just keep yeah, talking that's about right. it. But I'm just, I'm just saying, that's right. They're like, now they can track me. They track your phone, they and you let a, them. It's yeah. not even like. Like you willingly let them. I remember the, the after the January 6th riots, there was uh, heat maps that showed literally like from cell phone tracking data, just the you could you could a map overlay and you could watch yeah. where the crowd went and where they started when Trump was talking. It was synced up to the time and you could watch the crowd all move over to the White House like it was the same crowd. And, and then move over to the cabinet. people just yeah. give up their location all the time. The tracking thing is moot. The other thing that's moot is the the rich and powerful want to control you with the vaccine they're taking it too <laughs> like it'd be one thing if none of them were taking it but fox news is even requiring or fox entertainment is requiring that all of their employees verify whether they or like show whether they're vaxxed or unvaxxed but i can pretty i is a safe assumption in my mind that all of them are vaxxed and especially ones like tucker carlson and if, if it's almost a it's almost a default that if someone tells me that their whether their their decision to be vaccinated or not is private, it's almost a default. So no, you're not vaccinated. Like if you if you want to respond with that, then that just tells me that you're not. I I mean not I necessarily. Have it, I, I have might it, give them the pass, but I mean at the it same depends time. On, I mean it depends yeah. on how well I know them. But if it's a total, if it's just a. I mean, granted, I'm not asking random strangers if they are or not, but I'm just saying someone who makes a big deal about that question to me says it, there's only, I, this is going to be really judgmental, but really in my mind, there's only one type of person that's going to say that. So people I, that value HIPAA. Yeah. Which if they value it, they would understand it. And me asking you if you're vaccinated is not a violation of HIPAA. <laughs> Me asking your doctor if you're vaccinated would be a violation of HIPAA if he or she gives me the answer. Yeah. But it's not a violation of HIPAA for me to ask a question. Right. If you tell somebody else's status to somebody else. Correct. Yeah. That might be a problem, but that's I just it is it is incredibly frustrating to watch happen, to watch countless people die, and to watch countless more fall into misinformation. And while I understand the 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 personal choice and conscience arguments as well. I think that what gets trumped is the duty to society. Uh, like I think the duty to society on top of the fact that the risk factors for the, for what you will experience from the vaccine are far lower than the risk factors from, you know, getting COVID. Yeah. So I, Anyway, that's my long rambling thought to start to start us off with this conversation. And we're so, off with a bang. So if you're yes. still listening to us, so what are your what are your thoughts, Henry? Where are you at with this? I mean, I, I like you like you said. I mean, we've already just declared where we're at. I, I had to make that personal decision, and I thought, well, I mean, and and maybe this is just my time. I grew up. My my formative years were in the '90s. Those are coming back mm -hmm. in vogue, so maybe I'm cool now. All right, I was born in the '80s, but my formative years you were, were always in the 90s. cool. Oh, thank you. So were you. 
And the thing I remember is when I was growing up, my mom would drag me to the health department every couple of years. This is back when you went to the county health department and not like the hospital or your private doctor to get all your vaccines or CVS or Walgreens mm-hmm. or wherever you were going. Anyone remember the Rite Aid years? Yes. When right, <laughs> dating myself. Rite Aid. Is so anyway, and I just remember going there and they'd literally roll up both sleeves and they would stab you with like eight or 10 shots that probably nowadays medical science would be like, don't give those all in one big cocktail all at once. But they would give me like seven to 10 of them. And then I'm like, yeah, you got a lollipop. Right, or a sticker or something. And that's just yeah. what you did. You went and you got your vaccines for polio and the MRS and, and tetanus, and which I had mm-hmm. to get a couple of times because I once was a fool and tried to, when I was older, catch a rat with my cat at the time and then decided to show my dad what I'd caught and lifted my hand and the thing bit right through my finger. So oh. there comes another tetanus shot. Yeah. But anyway, random story for the day. But, but yeah, so I was, just, I was just used to, you took vaccines. And, and my mom... In, is in medicine and we take the flu vaccine every year once i was old enough that she thought mm-hmm. that's what you did and so i just was used to you do that every year i didn't even realize i think the latest statistic something like only 49 percent of americans even take the flu vaccine every year i don't know something i feel like, like I, I saw something I, I, but i, I don't need remember to look the that number. back up so don't quote me 100 percent on that but it, it's it's a lower number than i would have expected but then again i never really thought about it until recently i just every year i just go in i'm like i'll take my flu shot please and they're like okay and i don't know why i'm making all these medical people sound i don't know either foreign I... or space aliens or <laughs> it's the vaccine it's affected his mind so anyway so I just, yes I, I was just used to taking them so when they came You're out right. and we're like 40, was I correct? During the 2018-2019 flu season, 49.2%. Oh, I forgot the 0.2%. Uh, you can't trust So your now. margin of error is 0.2%. Uh, which is actually many, not bad. And that's from usafacts.org. It's, 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 it's better than polling, uh, you know, plus or minuses when it comes yeah. to elections. But anyway, so, so yeah, I was just used to vaccines. Uh, I guess I was just, you could say, biased predisposition to them. I never really, mm-hmm. I'd never had a negative outcome to taking one. And I mean, I guess it's one of those things. Do you know that they really worked? Well, I've never died or contracted any of these things I took vaccines for. So I guess in my mind they worked, but you're right. I don't know if I was ever exposed to all this stuff or not, but anyway, I I was predisposed to it. So when they say to you, well, here's the COVID vaccine and take this and it will help reduce at least, you know, you dying from it. And that's probably another aside I could make. It's driving me batty. The amount of people who are like, well, I know people that took the vaccine and they're still catching. So what's the point of that vaccine? It's not very good. And I have to tell people, vaccines do not prevent you catching something. It's supposed to help mitigate the side effects to the point of like, you know, I might still get it. I'm vaccinated. I'm not thinking I won't mm-hmm. get it again, but hopefully I won't die Correct. You know, from taking it. And then some people are like, yeah, but like the polio vaccine, nobody has polio. Because like 100% of kids took it and you like killed it out of the, the pool. Because a lot of these things now that didn't exist when I was a kid, I know there's articles about this. They're coming back in like New York That's City what I was gonna because say. there's large numbers of like the Hasidic Jewish community, or I don't know if it's the Hasidic specifically, but like the Orthodox Jews specifically, they won't, their vaccine hesitancy rates are really high. And so they're not taking any of these childhood vaccinations against things like, you know, bubonic plague, smallpox, all these other things that we thought we'd gotten yep. rid of. And now they're starting to come back. Why? Because there's a large enough pool that it can find hosts and and start mm-hmm. living again. But that's the only reason some of these things disappeared. Yeah. You know, is because back 
100 years ago, everybody was taking this stuff. And now the numbers are dropping to the point where it can find a foothold and keep going. But it doesn't, vaccines as a whole do not stop you from getting something. I don't think you and I are either under the illusion that now we're somehow safe from COVID-19, even if we go get the booster shot in eight months now, they're suggesting and whatever. Although, again, because I'm just rambling all over the place, pick up any time. I somehow already guessed a booster shot was going to happen. And you know why? Because if any of you who have gotten it or have gone out to buy the fake ones, when you look at the at the card, right? And that's another thing I can say. Why are you paying a hundred bucks for a fake card when you could get the vaccine for free? Anyway, so on the card, right? It said first dose, second dose, and they could put the little sticker right in what you got. And then it was like third or booster or something was already printed on the card yep. when they handed it to me. I mean, I was yeah, like, those are in all the articles we talked about it. Yeah, they wouldn't print that if that probably, so I don't know. That's just the way I think. No, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> I, and I think the other side of this or the other thing I, I, I have heard about is, well, the, so Pfizer and BioNTech got the full FDA, full approval. FDA approval and people are complaining about the fast track for that, whatever. And there's a couple of misconceptions there. Number one, thinking that the FDA approval process is a scientific one, whereas yes, there are scientific steps to it, but it's mostly a bureaucratic process. Yeah. Meaning that mo- the main reason that a lot of FDA approval takes a long time is just re- bureaucratic red tape, not necessarily vaccine efficacy or the actual strength of the drug or effects of the drug, number one. Number two, I've, I, I've heard people complain that the one issue is that they took or they, 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 they quote, lost. Really, what they did was they lost the placebo group is what, they're, is what they're saying. They lost the control group for the study of the Pfizer vaccine. They didn't lose them. What they realized is, and this is a, med- this is a medical ethics question that is as old as any, as any medical testing is out there, right? When you have a virus, that has a that has an infection rate and it has a like what's the what's the term for like you being able to catch it contagion uh, rate yeah or, like or transmission rate right when when, it, when it's transmissibility of yeah when when it's as high as COVID is and you already have several months of testing that have proven that the vaccine is better than pretty much anything else at preventing this thing. How ethical is it for you for the sake of the study? To make the control group, which is thousands of people, continue to live their lives without the thing that could prevent them from yeah. getting sick in the first place for the sake of the study. Like, I, th- that is a serious ethical question. When you have data that shows and indicates that this is going to work and that this is working, and you have a virus that's as deadly as this, there are reasons for things to be fast tracked. <laughs> and I, they didn't lose the the placebo group. They protected them. I don't know what to tell you other than like they protected them. They were very intentional to say, no, we want to save these, li- these lives too. Yeah. So I, in my mind, even the, the criticisms against the FDA, the criticisms against, uh, ag- against the way that the studies were done or the trials were done. Sure. There are some things that we don't know yet. I fully acknowledge that. And, and- Obviously, disclaimer, if you hadn't figured out already, neither one of us are medical professionals. Correct. So we're not doctors. We're not, you know, nurses, frontline responders, EMTs, those kind of things. Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
was thinking, unless uh, there's something you hadn't told me. No, but I think part of part of what absurdity is, and what I've tried to do from the beginning is model how normal people can have these conversations, and yeah. that you don't have to have the letters next to your name to be able to have any you know any remotely intelligent conversation on a topic. Right. Although, as a society as a whole, I think we've lost the ability to have one. It seems on this and many issues, but definitely this. So let, let's yeah. Let's deal with one of the elephants in the room, because I'm sure if you're still listening by now, you probably either are inclined to believe what we're saying already, because I'm just I'm just thinking about how people or you're still working on your comment in response. Uh, Yeah. Or you're still waiting to post a link to some doctor that I never heard of that's supposed to tell me of whatever. And not that a doctor I've never heard of couldn't have wisdom to share. But what I'm saying, let's let's just deal with the elephant in the room for a moment. A lot of the obviously we're we both taken it. We gave that disclaimer. Uh, two of the different options that are out there. And we're both, obviously, you can probably guess by the way we're talking about this, we're in favor of people that can make that personal choice. I'm not, I can't speak for Ron, but I'm not in favor of forcing anybody to take anything. Um, you know, it is your body. Uh, now, I would hope you would, uh, that, well, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm talking to Christians and I'm like, yep. our mentality for others. But I, I don't want to force anyone, but I am in favor. I think we're both in favor of that, which is why we're kind of picking on some of this stuff, like, come on. But I I think a lot of that can be filtered through the fact that, let's just be honest, this vaccine and COVID both arrived and intersected with a society that has now reached a point of information bias and hyper-politization. And it's, it's gotten caught up in a wind that I think, independent of that, we probably wouldn't even be having this discussion, or at least on a larger scale. Correct. Uh, of people yeah, dealing with. Let's, let's just be honest. We were in a society already ripped to its core over information bias about everything now is a scorched earth policy of, of politics that someone has to win, someone has to lose. The other side is always wrong. I am always right. And um, and Henry's camera and died out camera because I forgot out. to re- to re to to re reset the button. Yeah, we're so gonna get we're gonna get back to this. Yes. Yeah, so if you wonder why, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. He's gonna have it back on in a second. Look, I'm the multicolored rainbow. Da, 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 da. I know this is reassuringly low production value. No, you're just gonna. Con- oh, I'm. Well, wait. Nope, that was a picture. <laughs> oh, look at you guys get to see a picture. This is so. I don't have the best equipment like Ryan does. So I'm. Oh, that's not definitely. What's causing it. But that's on me. We'll, it's uh, the vaccine, people. No. Up, 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 and I'm back. Okay, pick up from anywhere before the before the camera set off, and I'm gonna. We're just gonna edit that part out. We'll just put a jump cut in there. Okay. That's my bad. It literally stopped at 30 minutes. So, yep. so now we know for sure. So I'm backing up to. We'll find some place and cut it where it's the hyperpolitization. It arrived at the intersection of yes, hyperpolitization or whatever of of America, and we weren't mm-hmm. having this on a scale as large as we probably would otherwise. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. So it's this scorched earth policy where you are completely wrong and I am always right. And I have to because my value is tied into this and whatever. And all of this intercepted at, or intercepted, intersected at a time of a global pandemic and then this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so I think there was already a great amount of distrust in the system for, for a lot of valid and some not so valid reasons, like a lot of things. And, and as a society as a whole, we have stopped learning how to process 
information. And instead, we completely filter everything to just support whatever position we feel like we need to take because it's a zero-sum game. Correct. I mean, to the point that, and I'm sure most of you know this, not just on Facebook or whatever, it is so common. Just this week, I had people sending me links or talking to me about there is a rather sizable church, apparently in the state of Michigan. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing against anybody from Michigan. It's just where that church was. And they had a conscience or conviction weekend or something. I'm, I'm intentionally not trying to get the title right. Cause I don't want to re- almost encourage anyone to yeah. go they find had a, They this. had a, they had a, a, a little symposium or event where they symposium is uh, a, yeah. About COVID, which again, is that why people came to church? But anyway, uh, so they, they have this, this big thing and they supposedly had a medical panel and I say supposedly, there was medical personnel on it, okay? But if I'm remembering correctly, and I will admit, I spent all of 20 minutes, it was like five hours of content, and I tuned out after the first 20 minutes, mm-hmm. which was 20 minutes more than I almost wish I'd given it. But I was trying to be fair. And they had several doctors on there, although to be fair, the doctor, if I'm remembering, one of them was a cardiologist, the other one was an OBGYN, and the third one was an optometrist. And while all three are medical professionals, I don't know how cardiology, optometry, or OBGYN, you know, baby delivery and everything else, how any of that has to do with the field that would be treating COVID-19 or make you an authority in epidemiology or, or any of the other kind of fields that would, would intersect with that. But anyway, they were on there and they were starting to make commentary about why the vaccine is bad and all these doctors are being silenced that think all this other stuff. And this is the beginning of the government coercing you to do whatever else. And I was still trying to listen because I was like, okay, I'm going to, until one of them who again, remain nameless, because we're not here to just pick on people. I'm just using this as an example. One of these individuals then made a comment to back up one of their statements that I have personally treated 50 COVID-19 patients. Pause. I don't know if this individual thought about this. Probably in today's world, they don't expect anyone to do any digging. And this wasn't me that originally did the digging. It was a friend of mine that pointed this out. They said, well, you do know you can actually check if you work at a hospital where physicians that are licensed in the state have visiting privileges or where they can work. So a friend of mine that's actually from the state of Michigan did a quick search because they actually work at a hospital. So I was really, they were just curious because somebody sent them the links too. And they looked in this individual that had just used to support one of their claims that they had but, you know, treated 50 COVID-19 patients has no hospital privileges anywhere in the state of Michigan. So unless there's something we missed, and admittedly, they can only check within state, where did this person treat these people? Um, anyway, my point, is, yeah, my, my point is, the moment I heard that, I was like, okay, we're done, because I lose a lot of respect for anyone that's just lying through their teeth about, you know, making stuff up to support yeah. whatever they're doing, even if it's true. And that's mm-hmm. another topic. I get mad at Christians that like twist biblical verses even that are true verses, but about something they're not talking about to support something that might even be a true topic. Anyway, so I I tuned out, but my point is these are the kinds of things we do, right? We go find any of this stuff and our only question about its validity is, does it support what I already believe? That's on both sides, right? People that send me, here's the latest link showing that unvaccinated people are stupid and that they're killing everybody, right? And we share all of this stuff. And so I get that it's extremely political. And it doesn't help, last thing I'll say to this, that let's be honest, on both sides, the government for the first time, both because, it, well, I mean, not the first time, I, I know it wasn't the first time because some of our maybe African-American listeners would start arguing about the Tuskegee experiments, 
Yeah. Uh, which is another thing we could get into about why some vaccine hesitancy I get. And for those of you who don't Google it, you'll figure out that a lot of African-Americans were purposely injected by the government with syphilis, uh, claiming to them that they were getting a vaccine, but so they could do medical experiments about how soon this would kill people yeah. or, or move. They were used as human guinea pigs. And so I can understand certain communities like that, like the African-American community that are already like, well, the last time the government told me to get a vaccine, they were injecting us with the very thing. That they, yeah. <laughs> whoop. Okay. So I get that kind of hesitancy, but let's be honest. Most of the people I hear most vocal about this are the white community, Caucasian community, whatever you want to call it. And we've not had that kind of background, but we have seen the government uh, abuse this on both sides, right? The Republican administration that came before this had its own reasons for why they started pressing the CDC and the FDA and other things to say, don't wear masks or do wear masks or mm-hmm. take hydroxychloroquine or whatever that hydroxychloroquine, was. hydroxychloroquine or, or don't take it or remdesivir, rem- uh, remdesivir yes better at pronouncing this than me those kind of things and on the flip side the current democratic administration i think has th- reasons why they would tell the cdc to nope never mind let's ha-. i mean even in our lifetime i'm saying this to someone who was vaccinated i remember getting all excited when the cdc is like if you're vaccinated now you don't need masks and you can hang out with people mm-hmm well, that was convenient that they said that at a time they were trying to get everybody to take the vaccine. Well, when most people have said, well, screw that, I don't care what you say, and they're going about it anyway, and vaccine rates are not really going high, all of a sudden the CDC's come back and like, psych, never mind, you need masks and you need whatever. And again, I'm not saying that they might not have better evidence to prove any of that, but I can totally see why people, would intelligent people, correct, correct, right, I, yeah, would, would absolutely look at agree. Like this, like, can I really trust anything these people are saying? Because I think it's just whoever's in power wants anything. So I, I understand that, but that's an elephant in the room but, that I'm like, we, we have to address. Yeah, but I think what, what trumps that is the fact that, yeah, I know. What, what trumps that is the fact that this is something that's international. So the only way that that, that argument still holds up on the vaccine level, because it's the same vaccine going everywhere, yeah. is... If you're someone who's bought into the New World Order conspiracies, I, that's the only like that's the only way you could say that 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 argument doesn't trump it. If it, it, but in general, this is something that is that we've seen worldwide. It's not just a U.S. thing. And when arguing that the U.S. government is doing is engaging in overreach, which I would argue, by the way, they do on a lot of other things anyway. <laughs> and it, in some of our own red states, we're seeing them ban mass mandates in schools or the government fighting. Or school districts or local correct and it's like how is that not the same level of overreach i, I don't understand how mandating it or not may or 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 uh what's the what's funny they don't like the mandates correct when i say this is someone who lives in a red state and tends to think a little bit more yeah. red in, in some of my political leanings but at the same time you can use the government to dictate someone can't now wear it correct at the same time i was like this is just the opposite Opposite. you're just mandating what you want not what Correct. And that's, that's a different Again, topic for a different, yes. correct. That's a different topic for a different episode. But I will say, I, I, would, I would agree that that is a major elephant in the room. The other major elephant that I don't think I've seen enough talked about is there's the comparisons that have been going on the entire pandemic that, the COVID, that COVID-19 has killed you know, fewer people than the flu each year, fewer people, people than, than uh, cancer, or um, what was the other one? Um, Let's just go with those two because it actually holds up very well when I when I say what I'm about to say. That is the biggest false equivalency ever. Um, 
mainly because, and this is someone, this is as someone whose mom had cancer on three different occasions and beat it on all three occasions. Yes. The COVID-19 virus is a very specific strain of a virus, whereas cancer is an entire, family is probably a bad word for this, but is an entire group of diagnoses. There's lung cancer, there's kidney, there's um, bladder, there's cancer, testicular yeah. cancer, there's brain cancer, there's even breast within cancer, there's breast cancer. cancer. That's what and even within, even within that, my mom, when she got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, drew first on, an, on a clinical trial for a new chemo pill that was developed specifically for her strain of lung cancer. So mm. even within lung cancer and all these, there's, there's all these different little things. So for you to say that cancer kills more, yeah, as a whole group, maybe. And same with the flu. The Part of the reason that people still get the flu after they take the flu vaccine is because there are more strains of the flu than the vaccine actually protects from. And they're actually taking guesses. They take educated guesses Correct. of which strain they think is going to blow up that year because they have to produce enough of it to get it out to distribute it and head of flu season. Yes. Like the... It, this one yeah, is that one is randomized. If you want to really pick, yeah, one that it. one, that one, I, I get it. I kind of get, yeah. The that's and that's why I think you don't see bigger pushes for it on that. Just everyone because, knows yeah. you're going to push everyone to get ninety percent, and then oops, you chose the wrong strain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody gets it anyway. But that's right? the thing, like saying COVID nineteen didn't kill as many as as these other quote diseases, but like it's a whole it's a whole grouping of diseases. This isn't this isn't a one to one comparison. And it's a false equivalency that at at best is designed to just make people doubt. It's kind of like, I just saw a clip actually on my way out here of uh, the Joe Rogan experience. And Joe Rogan is, is talking with a doctor on, um, I forget her name, Rhonda, I can't remember her last name, but she's trying to talk about the misconceptions about the vaccine. And all... Joe Rogan keeps doing is a never let her, letting her get to her point, but B is just hammering her with questions by interrupting her very calmly, of course. So he looks like the rational one or the reason. Doctor Rhonda Patrick, by the thank way, you, Rhonda Patrick. Um, he's asking her questions that nobody would know the answer to, including him. And so it's this weird thing of like he, all all those questions are designed to do. Is instill make her look doubt. like she has no idea what Correct. she's talking about, yeah. and make him look like the smart one because he's the one just asking questions. Anytime someone says, "I'm just asking questions," to me that tells me exactly what your motive is, which is not intellectually honest, by the way. Hmm. All that tells me is you're trying to sell something and you're trying to rile up your crowd to do something or to believe something very specific. I have tried very hard on this show. To not ask questions that I either couldn't figure out the answer to, or if I couldn't figure out the answer to, I would also say I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the that's the thing that bothers me with these with these kind of intellectually dishonest arguments and comparisons is the person on that end isn't admitting anything. They're just trying to poke some holes and walk away feeling smarter than you. And all you do is end up poisoning the well. And I think that's my, my, what bothers me in all of this. Yes, I understand my body, my choice things. And um, I very much tend to be that way on abortion uh, versus 
I am a little less that way on the vaccine for the specific reason of there are quite a number of people who cannot get the vaccine, yes. period. Has nothing to do with the vaccine itself. Yeah, there are some that just can't take it for actual legit medical reasons. My mother-in-law would be one. Yep. She has had so many heart conditions, including several open heart surgeries and, and other things that I'm not going to get into on here because this is the internet and it's none of your business. But HIPAA. Yeah. Well, no, it's not just that, but I, I, it's my family. I'm trying to be respectful, but I, I'm just using that as a point. She can't. Her doctor has specifically told her not to. This is a medical doctor who has, by the way, advocated that my father in law take it. <laughs> but at the same time, you're right. So it's not just like yeah. an anti whatever. He's like, you take it. Your wife doesn't take it. And the reason uh... why is just because of her immune system and some of the things that they're just worried what that would do with her heart. Hmm. And, and, you know, so I get people like that, you know, she's like, well, I'd take it, but my doctor says not like that. I get, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying there's not thousands of people out there that are like that. Okay. But some people use those legit cases as an excuse to be like, and therefore I can't take it either because what does that doctor know about them? That why they shouldn't take it. They know it's going to stop her heart. Okay, well, maybe it's side effect of stopping the heart when you've had four open heart surgeries and, you know, correct. You're replacing your pacemaker every so many years and you do blah, 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 and your chest is just a gaping. Let's or open you're on close, immunosuppressants open, close, or you're on yeah, blood thinners or all sorts of. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 a there's a legitimate population that can't even if they want to. And so what are the 90 percent of us that can get it going to do? Correct. For them. Yeah. That's where the duty to society and please miss me with the mark of the beast stuff because that is such a misread. Are we, are we going to shift into that? Is an absolute abuse of this revelation. This is not the mark of the beast. And I almost want to feel like, as, as a minister in a church that has prioritized studying revelation, among other things, the fact that I have so many members who think it is tells me you, it's about time you guys go back through a remedial hmm. course about revelation because you don't understand anything anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, and, and I'll say this too. My, my housemate is someone who is a friend of mine and is unvaccinated. He's been very on the fence about it, but he, and he's been hesitant and he does come from a family that is very much toward the, they start getting into the conspiracy weeds pretty quickly. Um, and he's, he's very close with his parents, but he, so is it the Jesuits or the Freemasons? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. The, the thing with him, though, is number one, he genuinely does ask questions. And I'm fine if you want to ask questions. In fact, there was there was a big thing about uh, someone who ran a whole vaccine drive, a neighborhood like Community Day that provided childcare. And one things that they they talked one one of the things that she said was most people that approached us when we engaged with their questions honestly and answered them on the spot, they were willing to take the vaccine. On top of the fact that there was childcare, so they could. Um, the I'm okay with asking questions and getting information. What I'm not okay with is attacking and then going about your life as if this isn't a problem at all. And kudos to my housemate that in the time that he is questioning all of this and in the time where he's very worried about mandates and otherwise and, and very worried about the, or sorry, vaccine mandates, um, he's also taken this really seriously to where he avoids group events. He does try and, and kind of stay in or you know limit his his interactions out and he does work in uh in retail so that there's already a, there's there is a there is larger chance of exposure correct 
But he's also done his role to be responsible to while he's asking questions and trying to wait on certain things and wait on certain information. He's also done his responsibility to try or, or, you know, done his part to be responsible and try not to spread this around if he were to get it. Mm -hmm. In fact, when he gets exposed, he calls me first thing because he knows I work with college students and high school students all the time. And the first thing he does, if he, it just happened last week or a couple weeks ago where he was uh, exposed at work, he called me on his way home from work that day immediately. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't normally bother you when you're at work, but I need you to know this. This I'm on my way to get tested. And like, he's very straightforward about that. I'm completely okay with that attitude and that approach. If you need to ask questions that will help get you to a place where you're either comfortable with it or not, that's fine. But if you're asking questions just to feel like you're the smartest person in the room, then I have, then that's where I start to have an issue, right? Yeah. And because those questions aren't questions, you're just trying to make claims with question marks at the end. That's all you're trying to do. So I, there's a way to question. But it's not an effective vaccine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, the, and the Mark of the Beast stuff, yeah, miss me with that. I've, I mean, we can probably get into that another time or we can, I mean, we can dive in a little bit if we want, but I don't want to go way off into the theology of it just because yeah, we're, no, I, I don't, I don't we're mean 10 that, minutes out. <laughs> I'm going to say, I didn't mean the theology so much, but we both work in a religious sphere. And I think most of the people that watch us understand that, I mean, you're at a religious institution of higher education and I am at a religious institution that you hope would educate people. But sometimes I wonder the church and yes. <laughs> so we're interacting not only with these issues, but with people that now bring theology into the reasonings why they do X, Y, or Z. And as I said before, we're not medical doctors or, or practitioners or anything like that. So, I mean, there's only so much that we can educate and then say, and there is a, a bit of faith that has to go on there. Although I would argue you have to have faith in everything in life. There's some measure of faith you exercise in, in anything that you believe, but that, that apologetics conversation for another time, there is this thing where now, okay, I see this same behavior that's, quote, outside of our community, in the community, but with a religious guise twisted around it. So now mm -hmm. it's not just like, it doesn't fit my politics. Now it's, well, God wouldn't want me to blah, 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 blah. And, yep. and, and when you cross into that line, I like to say, I have a lot less I can say to vaccine hesitancy or anti-vaxxers or anything outside of the church community. Once you get into the church community, now you're stepping on my turf. And now I do have another set of metrics to apply to this decision-making process. And I, I'll just be honest, I think most of our people are failing miserably at this. If for no other reason, I'll just keep it really surface level. The church, no matter what your denomination or political persuasion or whatever, Christianity is based on a guy, Jesus Christ, Whose sole mission, oh, bless you. Thank you. Sole mission in life, right, was to, he didn't think about himself, right? Paul would even use this language. He did not think, brought, you know, oh, bless you. There it is. Equality with God. By the way, as a total side note from this point, it apologize, apologies to Ryan on air. He has an <laughs> allergy. Now I'm breaking HIPAA, right? But he has an allergy to cats. It's actually really one. bad. It's a really bad allergy. And I want you to see how much he loves the absurdity audience. He is sitting here recording right now. And my cat was just wandering all the way around him, and I had to go lock it up because it was just uh, something about cats. Like I, I love cats, but they're also demonic, right? And, and it's almost <laughs> like he, he's not friendly with anyone, but all of a sudden the guy that's allergic to him, they can yeah, rub all over yep. him. It's like they can sense something. Anyway, so uh, 
totally sorry. If he's starting to sneeze, it's because the, the yeah, med- no, the I'm, I'm reaching my uh, I'm reaching my limit. Yeah, we're, we're reaching. I'm the gonna max. have to go outside and get some some fresh air it, immediately it, after it, this. It, but exactly. Yes. No, I yeah. So but, continue but, your but, point. But to my point, our Christianity is based on a person, right, in the person of Jesus Christ, who came and was willing to sacrifice his life for the benefit of others. Did not think anything about his comfort, his well being. Right, the outcome for him, not that he was like completely that gets into another topic about what does selflessness mean. Does that mean I don't even I'm not even aware of myself? I don't know to brush my teeth or I'm not talking about that. But his his main goal was what is best for others, and he was willing to lay down his life to do what was in the genuine best interest, I should even stress that, of others. And now you have a people that claim we are following the teachings of this individual, we are following the example laid out in his life. And to prove that we're doing that, we're going to think only about ourselves and how anything impacts us. And it's all about me, 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 I, 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 I. And to me, yes. I'm like, forget even just the vaccine. I think the vaccine or COVID and mass mandates, because you get me started on that, because I mean, the amount of people that made me want to lose my Christian experience in the church over masks. Alone, and, yeah. Uh, alone. And I'm not even saying whether forcing that or not, but when a city or a state mandates it, and then you're still like, it's an infringement of my religious mm-hmm. liberty, and I'm not going to wear this stupid thing. And I'm like, Paul says, be a good citizen unless it contradicts the word of God, and there is no thou shalt not wear a mask. But anyway. There's not even the principle of thou shalt not wear yeah, a mask. Yeah, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not like thou shalt wear that and get the mark of the beast, like we were saying. But uh, what has concerned me most about any of this is, again, everyone has a right to their opinion. I hope you realize even on absurdity, if you disagree with us, that's perfectly okay. Okay, now don't troll us over it, just like we're not going to go find you and troll you over it. You can express that you disagree or whatever, but don't... Then I was going to say, yeah, for, keep the comments respectful. If you're, comments if you're, respectful. If you want to have discussion and you want to ask thoughtful questions, that's totally fine, and ask them and yeah. disagree with us, that's that's fine too. I would just say, if you're if you go into the level of being demeaning towards us or anyone else, then... That's where I start deleting comments. And if you've got a problem with that, well, this is my channel, and I am very welcome to do whatever I want on my channel. And what I want to do is delete the comments that are plain, straight up disrespectful. And this goes back to the point. You have a right to your opinion. You have a right in a respectful way to express that opinion. So we're not trying to change that. Um, what, what, What does concern me, though, is the motive behind any of it. A genuine person with concerns about vaccine, genuine vaccine hesitancy and whatever, I have a lot of respect for that, and I'm willing to work with that, right? People that are demeaning to others because any choice they make or don't make either convicts you or guilts you or makes you whatever, and so your goal is to destroy them to feel better about yourself or that the sum total of your experience in life is what happens to me and forget anyone else. I get that to a certain extent for most people out there, but in the Christian community, which I work in, which I want to speak to, the whole goal of this is to esteem others better than yourselves. And not that you're a doormat that should be walked over, because that's a misunderstanding that the church, how they apply that too. But the idea is I should be looking out for the best interests of others the best I can. My first goal in life is not me. Okay, not that it's bad to love yourself and take care of yourself, because even Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So even in that great commandment, a care for yourself is part of his command. So I'm not saying like abuse yourself, but I'm saying the goal is to love your neighbor as yourself. And you are, some of us Christians are so obsessed with the political aspect of this and my freedom and my, blah, 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 blah that I think they've totally missed the point. I don't think Jesus would have been asking the question. In fact, I know he didn't, or he wouldn't have shown up down here. 
God was not like, well, what's my right? What's best for me? And how does this work out for me? And how does this do that mm-hmm. for me? Or else we'd all be doomed. What's the point of Christianity? And we are so flipping selfish. And before the COVID, it was something else. But I'm saying now with I was going to say, culturally, this is, this culturally, is the result of, of decades and decades and decades of conditioning to get here. Conditioning and politicization and the mixing of, of, of yep. church and state in that sense. But I, this is just what bugs me. You don't want to be vaccinated, fine. You want to be vaccinated, fine. Okay, that is ultimately your choice. But if you are a Christian listening to this, I'm just going to plead with you. Whatever you choose, you if you profess to follow God, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here by saying you owe it to your neighbor to at least actually educate yourself, first of all. Not just grab the first video clip you find on Facebook that supports mm. what you like or what you politically believe, right? Because as Christians, our first is to love you know, the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself, not to love my political party and then anyone that supports it as myself, right? You know, I mean, there's times that I, you know, people could guess, I sometimes even have a different political persuasion than, you know, Ryan. But my point is, my political affiliation, it's, it, it only goes so far until it stops at my faith. Mm-hmm. Right, my my faith trumps that in my personal opinion, and I have to think about my faith says I esteem others better than myself. So, what choices am I making? Am I capable of making? Yes, you may not be able to get the vaccine. Okay, yes, there might be whatever, um, and I understand that. But within the information that you have, what am I doing in the best interest of those around me? And I yeah. think most of the conversation isn't even about that. Churches aren't going. They're not having a debate, does a mask really help my neighbor or not? That might be a debate worth having. Instead, they go, I don't like masks, or they inhibit my freedom or whatever. None of the debate has had anything, at least in my church context, about others. It's all about me. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying, if that's the conversation you're having about vaccines, if that's the conversation you're having about masks, if that's the conversation you're having about politics, then I think you need to go back to the Bible, to the scriptures, and rethink what it means to be a Christian, because I don't see any of that self-obsession in the work. Yes. Well, and I, and I would say the, the, a lot of that overlapping crowd would also say, you know, my rights begin, or sorry, your rights end where my nose begins. And so they, and they use that to say, my rights shouldn't be infringed upon. You can't make me take a vaccine or you can't make me wear a mask. And I understand that I can't literally force you to, but that art, that argument also works in reverse. Because where's my right to live in any sort of peace and security that you're not going to infect me with this thing that you have more easily caught since you don't have the vaccine or more easily given away because you're not wearing a mask? Yeah. Well, and that goes to the other point. Fine. I'm not saying you can't be a Christian and not, you know, and be unvaccinated or not want to wear a mask. But here's the thing. If that's the decision you've made and you have a right to make it, then what are the best ways for you to live in that reality and still look out for others? That might mean I need to stop going to restaurants where I'm going to be around tons of people. I shouldn't go to that concert where I'm going to cram in with all these other yep. unvaccinated people. Maybe I need to stay home and watch the church live stream and not show up and pack in the church building and hack on someone when I could be caring. Again, because it's your right. And you're right. The church, the government, nobody should. That's just my belief, biblically and politically. No, the government shouldn't force you. People shouldn't force you against your conscience. But just know that with every choice you make, there's a responsibility that goes with it. So either, fine, you want, I'm, I don't hate anti-vax people. I don't hate people that don't get it. But if you're not going to get it, you have to make wise decisions. I'll run back to my mother-in-law again as a, as a good <laughs> closing argument of this. She 
medically now has the excuse. She could easily tell people, my doctor said, which is true, I cannot take the vaccine. Okay? And she would have a better ground to stand on than a lot of people I talked to. But knowing that and knowing what it could do to other people, she has made several sacrifices in her life, not just to protect her, but to protect others as a result of that. To the point where, I mean, I admire her. She has she barely leaves their home and hasn't for nearly a year. She rarely goes outside for anything. She doesn't go to stores anymore, right? She has my father-in-law go get stuff from whatever. Why? Because she says, not only would I be at risk if I was around all these people, but I don't want to be an accidental transmitter of mm-hmm. this and, and give it to someone else until there's enough herd immunity and, and, and whatever. And so she's made difficult decisions. Now you can say, well, that's dumb. She should go out and exercise her freedom to do whatever and not live in fear. Okay, whatever. But the thing I admire about her is her choice is she's concerned about her mother, who's in ill health and really old. She's concerned about her neighbors. She's concerned about other family, her church. The reason she's making the decisions that she's making is because she goes, okay, here's my reality. Now, how best do I take that reality and look out for others? Maybe you can take a vaccine to look out for others and then go about your life. Maybe even with a vaccine, there's things, I mean, give another example. My wife and I have started wearing masks again, and we're both fully vaccinated. And I will admit, I live in a state where we've been going around stores wearing them, and the stores aren't requiring it, and we're sometimes the only people in the store wearing it, and we're relatively young, so people we're like really people look at us really funny, like, you libtards, right? You know, I mean, yeah. we literally, we were in a store that remained nameless just this last week. And there was a couple, a younger couple about like us that we did not know walking by who, when they saw us wearing masks, decided to take it upon themselves to out loud verbally berate us for being fear-mongering, libtard, stupid people. And I'm like, I didn't tell oh, you to worry. wear Those a mask. Those comments are coming too. Don't yeah. worry. Well, I'm sure. But I, I yeah. was like, I didn't, I didn't come fault like, why aren't you wearing a mask? And now you're faulting me because I'm making my own independent decision to what I... But that's mm-hmm. a different story. But the reason why we're doing it though is because we're like, well, if there's a chance that we're still, you know, I'm not, we're not worried about us. You know, I mean, we're just at a point where we think the vaccine is going to work for us. And I, I don't think either of us are going to die. But if there is even the remotest chance, and I'll admit, I'm not 100% sure what to believe medically about transmissibility and some of this stuff. But if this even helps one person, I will put up with the inconvenience. We have personally made the choice to do the best we can with what we have in our condition for others. And that's just the, at the end of the day, I wish this is what nobody else, Christians would mm. operate in their life, vexed or not, right or left, you know, anything. If our obsession would be with whatever I personally choose to believe, which is my right, how will I use that wisely for the best of others? And I don't see us having that conversation. I hear us all witching about how it impacts me, me, me. 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 I, 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 yep. I, and in that sense, we are no better than the unbeliever. Yep. And there, there is a, there's a, there's a popular label or, or phrase in scripture. And well, it's not popular in scripture, but it's popular as a result of scripture. And everyone knows it when I say it. If you have any sort of experience with the Christian I already church, guess what it is. Is it, the phrase is the least of these. It's a title for a specific group of people. Do unto others as you would have yeah. them do unto uh, you. And, there is so I'm actually passing through Henry City to preach tomorrow because we're recording this on a on a Friday. Uh, this very message, which is a message that Henry has heard me preach before, and it is about what operating definition can we use for love when we say 
the world would be a better place if we could just love people more. And the problem is that everyone, no one wants to admit that they aren't loving. So whenever we say we all need to love more and you need to love more and you need to love more, everyone already believes they are. So they just take that as an affirmation and encouragement to keep doing whatever they're already doing that they would define as love. So the purpose of that sermon is to discover what is a kingdom definition or biblical definition for for love in the kingdom of God. That's period. That that's kind of the point or the question that I'm trying to answer in this sermon. And in doing in in seeking that answer out, I came across Matthew 25 and the uh where the where the king separates the sheep from the goats, where God separates the sheep and the goats. And the interesting fact that I the interesting observation that I found in this was the description of let me see if I can find it here um because I pull it up on my phone. While you do that, I'm um, gonna tap my camera so it doesn't turn off. Oh, I already did, man. You're good. Oh, yeah. Gonna, You're good. No I was worries. So mesmerized by um his camera auto turns off every 30 minutes, so I hit it 10 minutes. We have ago. a device coming to fix uh, that. But, yes. You know, so thank you for your patience. Um it says, when the Son of Man comes in all of his glory and the, all the angels with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne, and he will separate the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. The, then the king will say to those on his right, come, who are, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Most people. Uh, and then the 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 sheep, those on his right, say, "Well, what did when did we ever do any of those things for you?" Yeah. And that's where he says, "Whatever you have done for the, the least, least of these, these you've, done, you've done unto me." And everyone takes that phrase and they take it to mean the least of these are people in a state of need, hunger, sickness, and thirst, and clothing. Right? They Jail, need whatever. these things. Yeah. However, that that isn't the point. Or that isn't an accurate descriptor of the least of these. Because someone who is in prison actually has some of their basic needs at least taken care of as at far least. as regular meals. Um, but outside of that, for someone to take it in, in these days, in Jesus' time, for you to take care of someone who is sick is for you to become ceremonially unclean according to Levitical laws. In other words, you're putting yourself at risk in order to take care of someone else who is sick. If you are giving someone else food, then you are sacrificing food that you have. If you give someone drink, you're sacrificing clean water that you have that you have to go get again. If you give someone clothes, you're giving up clothes that can't just go to Walmart real quick and go pick up a new pair of Wrangler jeans at the end of the day, right? If you visit someone in prison, chances are now, we're not going to get into the modern day version of this, but chances are a lot of people in prison have likely done something to deserve being there. Meaning that you probably don't want to spend time with them. And if you're a stranger and I invite you into my house, I'm putting everyone in my family, anyone in my household at risk. The least of these are not a people just in a state of need. The least of these are the very groups of people that you either don't want to love, don't have any active reason to love, or would cause you great sacrifice and mm -hmm. inconvenience yep. to love. Period. Love in the kingdom of God is loving 
the people that you don't want to love. I, that's it. You can argue with me back and forth all day long, but, or that you have little reason to love. There's, there's little reason for Jesus to have done what he did other than that God is love and he loves his people. That's that great inconvenience, that great sacrifice that is the entire reason Christianity is even a thing is the operating definition for love in the kingdom of God. So I 100% back everything you're saying, and it was 100% worth going over time for this because this is a major soapbox for me. Oh, it's great. When it comes to vaccines and when it comes to masks, I agree with Henry 100%. I do think that we need to shift the conversation from what does this mean for me? What does my decision mean for me? And instead change it to what does this mean for those around me? What does my decision mean for everyone else? Mm -hmm. That changes the entire tone of the conversation and that changes the entire shift of, you know, that shifts our, 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 all of our focus. And I would imagine that a lot of our conversations will go differently from our personal perspectives when we are asking the questions from that perspective shift. I, so I agree with you and I would call on Christians and non-Christians alike to consider this from the standpoint of how it impacts others and how whatever decision you make is going to impact others rather than just how it's going to impact you. You are important, which is yes. why it's important that others consider you when they're making their decisions, which is why I would say that both Henry and I are against the mandate of forcing someone to take right. a vaccine, right? I 100% on board with that because I also care about how it impacts other people. So I think both of us would 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 sign off with that, but I do want to give you the chance, Henry, any final thoughts before I, before I send us off? Well, I was just going to say thank you for listening to us kind of ramble some of our frustrations about it, to be honest, but this is our platform. So we get to, we get to, we get to, thank you for letting us unload a little bit there. Uh, but I, I would agree if you take nothing else out of this and if you spent half the time thinking about your rebuttal to what we said, again, you have a right to your opinion you have a right to make choices about yourself. We're not saying anything about your right. What I would argue from a Christian perspective that I would hope would be also applicable to even non-Christians, you know, those of a different faith persuasion or no faith persuasion, it's this. Rights also require responsibility. And how are you going to exercise that responsibility in a way that's a benefit to more than just yourself? Our society in the West, particularly in the United States, where our local context is, I think we've all had enough in the last, not even before COVID, but COVID and even the political season in front of that's kind of shown us it's not just COVID, it's everything. Our society is already collapsing in on itself because most people spend all of their energy about, what about me? Yep. Right? And again, not that certain injustices shouldn't be dealt with, not that other things shouldn't be you know, cleaned up or fixed. Or, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying when even in trying to do a good thing, I would argue Christianity is a good thing, right? This would be another topic too. Even in trying to spread a good thing, when we do it from a point of how do I get out of it and how do I benefit most out of this, then you're not actually benefiting anybody at all. Mm-hmm. You're not helping your neighbor. You're definitely not helping yourself. And I would go out on a limb to say you're not helping God either. So, you know, I mean, if we personally could tell you, and again, don't take our word for it alone. I mean, we both say, you know, Make smart decisions, either, you know, mask up or roll up. Yeah. Right. You know, and by that, I mean, I think that's the phrase some states are using, you know, take a shot, 
or mask up or don't do either of those things. Stay at home, stay out on in nature. I, I don't know. Again, just whatever you do, whatever choice you make, it's your right to make it, but be responsible with that right. And please think about somebody other than just yourself, because mm -hmm. the moment we do that, we, I think we can all admit whatever our faith background, whatever our political background, whatever our personal stance on vaccination or not, the world would be a better place yep. if we would pause even five seconds and think about somebody other than me. So Absolutely. That's my um, and to end on a positive note here, I would just say, and I only thought about this because you just said mask up or roll up. If you are a state official that somehow hears this or anyone that works in relation to or anyone in the medical in industry, medical care, medical system that, that is actually doling out vaccines uh, or you have a decision making power over what is provided with that vaccine. I would only say, please, 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 to anyone who, who vaccinates from this day forward, make sure they get a fruit roll-up <laughs> when they leave. Because that, that, is, cool. that is some genius marketing right there. And I hope fruit by the food. Uh, fruit by the food. Fruit, fruit uh, by the fruit foot. Fruit the loom is underwear. Yeah. Fruit, uh, by, the fruit foot by the foot is a roll-up. I hope they take this and run with it. Because hey, that could, is... Could they make the shape of a that, syringe that's what in I'm, the roll-up? Yes, they absolutely could. <laughs> Look, you we eat it from the needle up. I just want commission. Are you sharing okay? needles? All I want is commission for the idea. All right? That's that's all I want. If someone will just pay my student loans off by that point, I'm not going to come. by the foot also, someone's listening yes. from there if we have that power, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, yeah, I'm in. Um, but no, with that, thank you, everyone. Please keep the comments respectful. As I said earlier, I'll delete the ones that aren't. And if it's likely that the ones that aren't didn't listen this far <laughs> to hear that warning. But uh, thank you all so much for being a part of the journey with us. And we do hope that you are making responsible decisions, whichever way that you land on these issues uh, to protect yourself and also to protect those around you, both those that are close to you and those that are strangers and those you have yet to meet. So with that, thank you. And we'll see you next week.